From Welcome Villain Films, the studio that brought you the horror hit Malum, as well as Beaten to Death and Hunter Killer, comes their newest nightmare, Mind, Body, Spirit, now available on digital. Directed by Alex Haynes and Matthew Miranda, and produced by Dan Asma, Mind, Body, Spirit follows Anya, an aspiring yoga influencer, as she embarks on a ritual practice left behind by her estranged grandmother. What starts as a spiritual self-help guide quickly evolves into something much more sinister. As Anya becomes increasingly obsessed with the mysterious power of the practice, she unwittingly unleashes an otherworldly entity that begins to take control of her life and her videos. Now, Anya must race to unlock the truth before her descent into madness threatens to consume her mind, body, and spirit. During its festival tour, which stops at Chattanooga Film Festival and the Unnamed Footage Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit garnered praise from critics who call it a found footage version of Hereditary and a knockout found footage horror movie for the live stream era. Experience the first ever yoga-themed found footage horror film and don't miss the film viewers have called extremely frightening and upsetting. Available now on digital anywhere you rent or buy movies online, including Prime Video and Apple Plus. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Ma'am. Hey, y'all. Three, six, nine. No, no. This is not appropriate. Get low. This is not appropriate. I'm tired. I mean, appropriate for who? It's appropriate for us. That's the sentence. Well, hey. (laughs) Hey, y'all. It's Jazz, the 40 ounce connoisseur, and it's Cat Daddy. We in your ear holes again. Again. Getting on your motherfucking nerves. Dancing Uh, on them. Tap, tap. What? Jazz is gonna make me pack up my things and go home. <laughs> That's it. I am not allowed to talk anymore. The dancing order sent me. I was like, wait a minute, and I just imagine somebody on the table getting loose, like just fucking doing doing a heel toe or some shit. You trying to eat your motherfucking chicken McNuggets and the motherfucker is just doing a heel toe real hard. Please, Showtime! Please, please, um, please, please get me out of here. So we're not here to talk about people screaming Showtime or chicken. Showtime. Nuggets. Or chicken nuggets. Um, we are here to talk about the craft and the craft legacy. All right. Um, so this is going to be an interesting chat because we have not really discussed these things. But mm-hmm. I feel like the craft legacy has a very, um, it its reputation precedes it. Uh, people really okay. hate that movie. And uh, to be fair, I didn't care for it, but also... T- 
I mean, I'm. it's not meant for me because I'm yep. old as a bitch. So, you know. That's pretty much my thoughts on the craft legacy. I really would like to see the uh, commentary of the youth them because the only commentary I've seen are everyone who are... Bitch, you're not the audience. Like, not necessarily bitch for you, but you're old. You're 30. You're not old, but you're 30. You're not the audience anymore. I think they were trying to... Oh, it's the craft. It's the legacy. And we're all like, yeah, the craft. Those who are really into the craft. And then you get to the craft legacy. And I can see how one is like, girl, what the hell happened? Honestly, I felt like the craft legacy was very predictable. Um, I felt like it was a lot of stuff that was like on the nose. I felt like Twitter buzzwords. Um, but I can see how the youth them could go up for this. It felt like an episode, a lost episode of Gossip Girl meets... Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the new one that's on Netflix. Um, so I was into it, but I could see why everybody was not. Okay. Yeah, Here I we was go. not. And I, you know, I'm not into Gossip Girl. And I'm, You know you love me! And I'm not into the new Sabrina. And those are some things that I have all the time for. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I didn't finish the last season so far of Sabrina, but I'm going to go back and finish it. I mean, you know, I'm going to try to finish the first season because it was hard. Not the first season, bitch. It was difficult. It was a task. Um, but you know, I go up for these CW like shows and see, I like some of them though. See, I don't know what, what it is, but this, we'll get into it. I enjoyed the craft, but I was also six when it came out. So that's, you know, the craft is a good time. Um, one thing that I noted my difference in the feelings for the craft versus the craft legacy. The first thing I said was the craft legacy didn't feel like just a mean girls click up situation Mm -hmm. which very much is the craft like you're taking this girl in you know the loner friend starting a new school did she find a new crew and the crew kind of turn on her you know and it was just some mean girl shit with nancy and you don't get that in the second one it's a whole different and i like that it was different i wasn't interested in seeing another mean girl story because we already got that um so it like i said it did what it came to do for me I, were you looking for something different, or are you just like, bitch, I'm here? I don't know what I was looking for. I just wanted to see what it was. Okay. I didn't know if they were going to give me literally, you know, the characters again. I didn't know if they were to give me the same, okay, new girl moves here, she's our fourth thing, and we're going to do the same situation. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. But once I saw that she moved in somewhere else, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to go different yeah. anyway. And then I... Once we talk about the way the magic is released or shown to the audience, uh, I knew it was going to be different also because I was like, oh, they showing us the magic real quick. Yep. Uh, because when you talk about the original, it's like you see a little little pencil, you see a little, you know, whoosh, whoosh, you see a little bit at a time. And this Jake, they was like, girl, we are doing light as a feather, stiff as a board early, bitch. We got the magic. We got the motherfucking shit. And I was like, oh, so they, we must have to have like some kind of showdown or something. Yeah. That's what it led to for me. Um, but again, I was like, okay, I was just following the movie. I still, even with following the movie, I was like, oh, I don't like this because this is not for me. No, it's not for me. And it's, it's, it's a mix of the dialogue. It's a mix of the story. It's a mix of the, I really hate. It's Gen Z, baby. When they do the Twitter, like we're going to pull the Twitter interactions and put them on the script straight up. And I was like, ah, no, please don't do that. If that's what they did in the new Black Christmas. And I was like, oh, man, why are you doing this? Didn't the same people have their hands in this film too? Overall? Or did I make that up? 
Well, wasn't it a Blumhouse joint? That's, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. And I feel like Blumhouse sometimes has a problem when it comes to realistic dialogue. Yeah. And that really, and it doesn't, it is not even like, oh, the story is the worst. Like, if we would have had just a, just better dialogue, this would have been like 20% better to me. Okay. It's, the dialogue really sends me to hell. And maybe because I've been on Twitter for over a decade. Yes, I'm an old bitch. I've been on th- Twitter for a long time. And I'm still on Twitter. Y'all can literally see me tweeting from two pages. Bitch, I am on here. So when I see something that's literally a conversation I saw on Twitter, and it's not like a real conversation. It looks like something a troll would tweet to a fucking fake account. It just... it. Um, I see what she was trying to do. But like I said, I... That's what I'm just coming from. I don't think we are the best people to be like, and and for all the adults, to be quite fucking honest, because I know someone could be like, well, even though I'm an adult, it still should have. No, girl, because it's not for you. It's for the teens. It's for the teeny boppers. And for the people who was getting into the craft at the age that we was getting into the craft or younger that are now that versus then. So I, I, mean, I mean, I can get that, but there's teen movies I see all the time that I enjoy. This still was not. 2021, enjoyed. 2020 teen movies that you see all the time that you enjoy. I don't know what other teen movies came out in 2021 or 2022. A lot of these movies that exist, they're mostly TV shows or on the, uh, not TV shows or made for TV movies. They all, for the most part, have the same kind of dialogue, the same kind of backgrounds. Also, the kids are facing a lot, I want to say a lot different things, but the shit is different from when we were older. You see a lot of the similarities between um, the two movies, like a lot of the stuff that the characters are dealing with on a personal level. I do like that in movie two, it's explored a little bit more, of course, because we have more verbiage, more things. And I like that we didn't literally see, you know, the black girl get fucking degraded the whole movie. That was nice. That was nice. But I was still, a fan. the dialogue was mm, in the pits. And I'm not, I'm not forgiving that movie. I'm not forgiving the Black Christmas, which also, well, they said it was rated R before teen, so I don't really know. Um, I think I like Fear Street more than those. Again, but that one was more rated R and bloody. Yeah. Still. So, I mean, it And had this was PG-13. Yeah, it's PG-13. But it's the lack of blood was not the issue. That wasn't the problem. No, I'm saying, even with your dialogue, it's a PG-13 film. I, everything that's happening, and this is not to excuse the adults who are writing at all. So, I guess this is what they think that the new children sound like when they talk. I don't know. But, I mean, we need some kids in the room to, to read this up. I truly. think that's what it is. And I work with children. So, I'm like, they don't sound like this. I feel like if you The go, kids in your school are not the kids in this movie. They, I know. They're not the same audience. I know they're not the same audience. But I'm like, okay, well, who is this even for? Because they still talk, use the same kind of TikTok language. And Middle of America. So, this was made only for teens in the middle of America? I don't know. I don't, I'm just throwing it out there. I I don't, that's the only things I got. I don't know. But here's the thing, right? Before we dive into even deeper for the movies, right? I, no, I'm gonna put a peg in it. So let's just give an overall, overview of the movies. Boom, before we do the spoiler alert. Movie one, The Craft, basically a young teen, played by all adults. Young teen pulls up and she transfers to a new school and she's trying to fit in. Y'all know how that go. And everybody's like boo-boo heads and she link up with a clique of three girls who are supposed to be the school outcast. Um, and you, you're introduced really early on into, you know, the kind of bullshit that they endure throughout the day because teenagers are terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just see how the friendship between the group progresses. Um, just 
throughout different trials and tribulations they have going on. And that's the lightest way I could put it because ain't nothing light about this movie at all. Um, and then you get in the movie too. Um, and a young teen and their parent um, moves to from one place of the country to the other place. They're moving in. The families are blending. Mm-hmm. Mama done found her boyfriend. The boyfriend is basically, um, what's the man's name? Hold on. The boyfriend is the man from the X-Files. Oh, God. What's yeah. my man's name? Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I put X-Files. David, um, David D, because I'm not even going to try to say the last name. I know somebody yelling his name out, girl. I don't care. That's X-Files, baby. That's X-Files, dude. So, um, Mama then moves in with the X-Files man, and, you know, she finds out, and they all find out things are not all that they seem in this household, in this school, in this neighborhood, um, in addition to everyday teen things. I think I'm not a teen anymore that this movie portrays that they're dealing with. And that's the craft and the craft legacy. Yes. Overview. Robert! Spoiler alert. Yes. I think that's all David, I got for you. David Duchovny. Girl, I refuse to say his last name because reading is fundamental. Uh, what? Okay. Well, yep. um. I will be reading with my finger at that point. And I, <sighs> that's why I said, nope, we're not doing it. Okay. Well, yep. I only know it because I heard someone else say it uh, several times. And I was David like. David D. Who is that guy? And I was like, oh, I've seen him before. Um, I'm David D, damn it. No, no. I got to go pack my stuff up. I'm not allowed You're to about to leave. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm doing the rest of the show. <laughs> <or> just me. <laughs> Low down and dirty. Get, Get, stop down, it. Down. All right, guys. So we are going to jump into the crap. 1996. Cat uh, is on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grabbing my purse. Okay. We do recommend that you see The Craft. Yes. I recommend seeing The Craft Legacy or maybe just reading something reading old something about it just out of curiosity. One, you don't have to see it. Look at your license plate, like look at your license driver's oh license and look at the year. Think about it. If it has a if it has a 1 in front of that bitch, this is not for you, honey. Well, it depends on um how far down in the ones. Like what is somebody born in 97, 98, 99? Is this a 99? How old them people? Them, they're they're like, 20? they're going to be, they're 22. No, they're 23. They're they're turning 23. This is not That's too far removed what they got going on. Th- yeah, they may, may, maybe the 99, 98, but. Not 97. Um, no, not 90s. Not, well, if you're like 25, this is going to be past you. Honestly, it might, I, I feel like even the 20s, like, this is a little, it's, this isn't for the teens. I feel like. We got to get our nieces up in here because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we might have to pull the nieces in here for this. Like, where, you got some 10th graders? You can girl, pull my niece going to see this and be like, what the hell is this? My, my goddaughter too probably be like, girl, what is this? I don't have those problems, Calf. I don't know. My, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's going to be talking to me. I don't have those problems, Calf. Okay. Cool. My niece will watch this, but they were like, oh, they're doing magic. Okay. They just would I don't, I don't know. Um, they don't watch a lot of scary movies, Fair. unfortunately. So, but it's not super scary. I think this could be something like if you're trying to do a sleepover or something like that for some young girls. An after school special going wrong. It is an after school special situation, but you know, I, I cannot recommend this. I'm sorry, Fair. I can't recommend it. Uh, but I do know that it is not marketed towards me. So if you're not me, you know it might be for you. Per. Just not me. Um, so 1996, which is for me because again, I was a young Warhog. This came out the same year, Scream, and a whole uh, like so much shit came out in '96. '96 was jumping like it was fucking 11:30, yep. and they left their man at home. Yep. I, I listen. Either way, the Craft 1996 
I saw after the fact, did not see it in theaters. Did you? No. Okay. No, 96. No, I don't want to take me to this. No. No. Mm-hmm. No, I did watch it on TV because I was at that point allowed to watch basically whatever I wanted to watch. Um, I kind of saw the craft when it came to like, you know, your HBO, Showtimes of the World. Um, mm-hmm. It's available on, on cable television for those of us who actively watch things on cable television. That's where it was. I don't even know. I wasn't even allowed to use pay-per-view at this point, girl, because that wasn't a thing. Well, it was a thing, but not a thing in my household. And it was always like $50, $40, $50 for pay-per-view. Yeah, hell hell no. No. Renting a pay-per-view movie was a motherfucking... That was, bitch, that's the Friday night expense if we not going to the the, the little blockbuster to get a movie. Or we would get the wrestling event. And then her, there you go. But that them shit was expensive. Paper view was expensive. $40 for the Royal Rumble, bro. Yeah, uh-uh. And I don't think um, Mama Cat would have sat through this. I don't even know if she really banged with this movie like that. But the craft um, was very interesting. I immediately, upon watching the first watch of movie two, saw a lot of like things they were alluding to in movie one, like when you open up and... Um, baby girl Sarah and we're following Sarah and her daddy just moved in this nice big old house and before you see her going to the school you know a displaced human comes up and he's got a snake and nobody knows what the fuck going on and it's just I got the snake in here and she's freaking out because you know he's basically a stranger in their home and it's just weird but you start seeing these things early like you know they have like snakes and then you see some weird gust of wind and Hairlines. It's just getting crazy. Okay. Yep. No, we got to start the movie with this bitch wig. It is one of the worst wigs. No, no. I mean, I've seen a lot of bad wigs, okay? And, you know, I am someone who puts my wig on like a hat. I literally place my wig on like a scully, bitch. Sure the fuck do. Scully. Yep. Place it right on top of my head. But I can point out a fucking wig. And if you got movie budget, y'all got to stop doing this shit. Especially with these lace fronts. If you don't know how to work a lace front, give the bitch a clip-in. If you can't do the clip-in, then maybe we need bangs. Because... Now, to be fair, it was 1996. So the lace front game was a little different than what it was now. But, girl, it was just sitting. It, It was bad. And then they kept zooming in on her face and around her hairline which made it worse. Like, they're just zooming in, and you see the, the bitches, like, stuck to her head. I'm like, oh, oh Jesus. I literally said wind jazz, blowing. bitch, not the wind blowing. I was like, I can't tell if that's a crazy hairstyle or that's a wig. And I feel like it's a wig. And Jazz's like, it's a wig, mama. And I'm like, mm, either or it looks crazy. Like, the, wh- it's, it's why y'all let that happen? It's bad. It's pretty bad, y'all. Uh, but either way, we... <laughs> Why the fuck is my first note? Um, Leaky house, dead mom, new school. Because that's what happens. But you get all of that like in one scene. Very quickly. I was like, okay. Out the gate. Uh, but, and then this bad wig, no uniform. Why are my notes? What are my notes? You're not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Just All like, right. ma'am, girl, but Sarah, I've been you know. it off. <laughs> it's me. I took the show back over. <laughs> Ain't no taking over, bitch. Um, we taking over. All right. Um, Sarah, she gets to school and you see very quickly as she's walking through the halls. Of course, first day, new school, school year already done started. You already see your people in the background as billies. You you know, you kind of get their names and stuff you see in their face in passing. And then, of course, we get introduced to the group of click girls that's just hanging out. Not the ones that are just dickheads with an asterisk. Um, but with Nancy, Bonnie, and Rochelle. 
Um, and we see these characters in passing. Rochelle paid by Rachel True. Bonnie is by Neve Campbell. And Nancy is, um, what is it, Feruza Balk. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did it, y'all. So, um... Yeah, and then eventually, you know, Sarah clicks up with them because, you know, and we we learn a little bit as the movie's going on about the back, or just some of the trials and tribulations that each of these characters go through. Like, um, uh, Bonnie, she has a lot of, like, scars on her back and different things, and she has to go get these painful skin grafts, and she's got a lot going on. She's wearing a lot of clothes. People try to make fun of her saying she's heavy set, and I'm like, girl, where? Like, also... Fuck off, teenager. Mind your business. And just you could tell that these these girls are these um are being ridiculed every day. Nancy, she got these baby ass ponytails at the back of her neck. I'm tired. Um, but outside of that, you know, she's like the school goth girl and you know, the people just be sitting up here talking shit about her all day, you know, her family are um poor white folks. So mm-hmm. they you know, they don't she got a lot of stuff going home. She's living in a trailer, it's a lot of abuse in her household. It's leaking in that bitch. It's just, you know, shimani. They need money and she going to the school and all these other people um being prancy and all this other stuff and throwing money out and acting like dickheads and Rochelle played by Rachel True. I just as a side note, whenever I see Rachel True, I immediately think of her clip from the horror and war thing and talk the horror and war documentary where she's talking about how a lot of her career um in the early days was just more her so her playing the friend like are you okay um and you see that in this movie I'm, and i'm glad she gets a little bit more than are you okay in this movie but also you know you got laura um christine player taylor who is basically just super racist to her like she's dealing with hair loss um rachel true's character rochelle and all this other stuff but you see them saying just like real all these microaggressions she deals with on a regular basis just being a black girl in an all-white space and i want to burn the school to the ground damn i didn't know she was even dealing with hair loss like that yeah there's a part where she talked like she has i guess She's like, her hair is thin or something like that. And then it goes back later where, I, and somebody get me together. They teach, it's like one of those real quick shit they mention in passing. Mm. Um, because they also talk about her hair. Like she's talking about how her hair was pubes and I am fuming. Yeah, that I remember. I remember as a child and I've seen this, you know, like 10, 15 times over the years. Yeah. Um, all I remember is the, the girl was talking shit about the girl hair. Now, I can see it because after watching it enough, you can see that her hair was th- looked a pinch thin at the time. Yeah. But it could have been it was just wet, so I don't really know because... Yeah, I don't, I don't really think know. that's something they really went into, but I just went, and like I said, somebody get me together, especially when they we get to the point where, of course, you know, the three these three... All four of the girls have linked up, mm-hmm. and they've discovered that um, Sarah is their fourth... Um, and to, you know, call him Manal and just connecting with him and trying to call for the four corners and just activated their powers. Um, and then you see later, you know, when they start doing, um, basically getting revenge in a teenage fashion before it goes too far left, um, with the other characters and the girl is losing hair at the swimming pool. Um, and she's like, oh, my hair just won't start falling mm, out. That like, oh, fuck off, bitch. That makes more sense. Also, when... <laughs> When they zoom in on a girl, and she goes, "What did I, I don't know what I did to deserve this? You know what you did, bitch. Racism, you racist bitch! You know exactly what you did. All you did is lost your hair, or you could just put a wig on. I also thought to myself, what if they would shoot have woke up and her hair would have looked just like Rachel True hair? That would have also been wonderful as well. Like, bitch, now you, now what? I'm, now what? I'm gonna be honest. I thought, I agree with you, but I feel like that I know somebody would have took it too far. And it would have been a whole racial chat rant. In the window, in the mirror, 
Oh. And she looking at them coils that she just referred to as pubic hair the day before. Honestly, her hair falling out was the best result for her. You don't deserve any hair. Okay. I'll you don't it. deserve you don't deserve edges. You don't deserve eyebrows. And eyebrows. this is no shade for anyone who who deals with alopecia. Um, she deserves to lose all her hair because she's a terrible person, and not because genetics were not on our side this complete this particular time. Fuck you, bitch. I know this is a character, y'all. Y'all like damn. She's taking this seriously. It's Black History Month. Black three sixty six. I'm tired of you being racist. But also, this is the kind of person who you know I might want to square up with on a motherfucking, you know, red carpet. You yep. know, you see her on Ben Stiller arm because that's his wife. Yep, and you're going to be fighting Ben Stiller. Mink, mink, mink. I'm fighting both of you bitches. Um, y'all going to have to fight both of me. Ben Stiller going to hit you with blue steel. He should not have turned around with a look Just <laughs> as, bo- as security guard wills me away. That's fine. <laughs> I'm bad. Not to make me mink. The make me mink be taking me out every, every time. fucking time. Um... But either way, they get together because at first, with just three of them, their magic was not hitting. Mm-hmm. They needed four. They got the fourth. They all in the field. They um, drink wine and you know pass along bloodborne pathogens um, because yep. you know they got you got to always put the blood jank in here and decide what we gonna do. Now, of course, Chris, who you see, who's played by Ski Ulrich, Ulrich, who is a just a slimy ass motherfucker, like. He already, he, he be teasing Bonnie. You know he not looking at motherfucking Rochelle. Him and Nancy done had sex. And I didn't, this, like, last time when I watched it was the first time I realized that he had gave her STI. Um, she was like, he passes diseases, believe me, I know. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, not you getting the clap from the skeezy dude, no. Mm. And then he probably telling everybody it's you, me, while he fucking on everybody. Then, Sarah, you come up here and tell him no, and he tell everybody you, you your pussy trash. Bruh, what? Yeah. Not only did I not even fuck you, you are telling everyone, not only did we fuck that my pussy is trash. I... When I watched this, I was triggered. Um, and I was like, wow, I know this is a fictional character, but all of you niggas need your ass beat. Bruh. Truly. Like, just take it to the knees one time. To the knees. To the knees, baby. You don't need him. Because she tried to, uh, like, confront his ass. And he he literally it does not even acknowledge her. He goes, oh, stop begging, bitch. She's like, she didn't even say that to you. And you know what? Later when they go and they start um, putting these magical influences on different people, this is why I didn't feel bad for Chris for two seconds. Now, I did feel bad kind of a little towards the end. Like, mm, and the feel bad is you guys are taking it too far now. That's how the feel bad went. Not like, you know, something bad happens to you because, you know, I just, the universe is still working on me. Uh, but I was just like, y'all are taking this a little too far. Not Rachel True. Um, not Bonnie. No, no, Bonnie. No, Bonnie was good actually, because I like to see Bonnie cook Neve Campbell, char- Neve Campbell's character. I like that she was shitting on these hoes and she was trying to, you know, feeling real good about herself. I like that um, Rochelle was shitting on the white people because she deserves. Yeah. Um, because girl, actually, y'all should have got more than just losing your fucking hair. To be quite honest, I mean, yeah. And then also, I'm a little. I wanted to know a little bit more about Rochelle. Like, will be her parents or nothing? Were there like, any black people in the room writing this? I need to know. Like her, she just lives in a void. She's just their friend. Well, are are you okay? We already know she's just here. I feel to like be the they go to her role. house and you still don't see her fucking parents. She ain't got no parents. She just take care of herself. You know, for me, I probably created a whole backstory. Like maybe mama was at work or something real late. You know how black kids be. You know, or not just black kids, but a lot of people, kids and people of color, be at home and mama daddy be at work or grandma be at work and you just be home making sandwiches for your cousins or something because y'all all in the same house. Listen, because somebody got babysit these motherfuckers. Per okay. 
And you babysitting for free because child labor. So, um, I just, you know, that I too wish we learned more about their character. Um, and, and honestly, before it went left, I also did not like how they painted everybody that was friends with Nancy is like, they was all flunkies. Mm-hmm. Like this is all a frenemy type situation. I, I really felt like that's what was going on, especially when the table started to turn mm-hmm. and Nancy was like, you know, trying to get it like, cause you know, Sarah was like, girl, I'm not really trying to deal with y'all shenanigans. And y'all Nancy was getting much. jealous and you know, they made Chris hook up with her and blah, blah, blah. And it just, it all just went left. Um, and Sarah was like, I don't want nothing to do with it. And I was really disappointed that they wrote Bonnie and, um, what's her name? Bonnie and Rochelle, like I said, is flunkies because they didn't really have a voice. They didn't really stand up for themselves. Nancy was pulling the show. It was given, it was given high school. So it was very on par, mm-hmm. but I was just like, not near one of these times. I can't recall where somebody's going to step up and be like, mm, let's not, maybe we should leave Sarah alone. For yeah. It's like, giving jawbreaker. It is. Um, although jawbreaker came out later. But yeah, and of course Sarah just trying her best, trying to bind all, bind not all these niggas, but bind Nancy. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm, wrapping that shit up because she know Nancy on her neck. They coming to her in her dreams, bitch. They are just taunting her at this point, just terrorizing mm-hmm. her ass because she's not trying to do what they want to do. Honestly, Nancy is a bully. Now I know Nancy is a product of shit that is happening to her in her personal life and in school, but she's also adding to the problem. Yeah, she's Nancy is doing a lot. She reminds me of um, there's a game called Life Is strange and Mm -hmm. max has this friend named chloe or some shit and chloe and nancy would be homegirls they'd be doing the fucking most and yes it's a lot of shit going on at your house but you need to fucking calm down okay it's not about you also you cannot run around doing harm to everybody you doing the fucking most and that's why the bitches fucking bound your ass like won't nobody trying to bind you you was doing the fucking most and she didn't bind you from doing no magic at all she told your ass you can't do no harm yep that's all you can protect yourself, but you can't do no harm. But also, I feel like once they got that power boost, when Sarah jumped in, and you know, Nancy makes it very clear she wants all the power from Manal. Like she's trying to be that witch, truly. Um, and you realize, like, she's drunk with power. Like she's taking it to the head. She's going crazy. She's you know going dummy out here. She's doing the most. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, if somebody's telling you I'm buying you from doing harm and you going up like that, bitch, is every spell you doing harmful? I don't think you should be allowed to do spells anymore. You know. Who are me? But I think you need to hang it up. I think you should be done for today. You know. Somebody needs to tap you on the shoulder and ask you to log out. Hey, I'm taking your phone. Great. <laughs> and, and your wand. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, you're doing a little bit Give too me much. your cup. Give me your wine. Give me all your artifacts. It's done. It's we're done. done here um i mean yeah she was definitely drunk but she also took that book which she actually paid for once the magic worked and she got that money because everybody had something happen so of course chris started following around motherfucking um sarah sarah like a little puppy yes and then bonnie's scars just peeled the fuck off mm-hmm. of course Grace's girl hair star falling out you know a tribute to rochelle and then finally nancy was like yes stepdad getting about to get upset has a heart attack Wonderful. Gang, gang. and then um you know they're rich off his insurance money they didn't even know she had and she was like i'm buying this book because she they always going into the little um store fucking stealing shit because they had no money and i feel like the lady who worked there knew they were stealing shit but won't even so trying to she won't even trying she was like there they go again she probably felt it and they need to book more than i do yeah but she 
was like, mm 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 mm, when Sarah pulled up because she knew them girls was getting a little bit too, you know, enthralled mm-hmm. with power and was like, hey, Sarah, you know, you come from a lineage. Let me help you understand the white witch lineage. And they just trying to become one with the nature, trying to get a little more about her background, but also letting her know. These girls are not the girls I think you need to be linking up with. I think you need to find another group of friends, honey. Or I think you need to be practicing by yourself because this is not tribe. Yeah, they're doing way too much. And that book, she's about to... Because she got picked the book up. They talk about something. Yeah, I'm about to, you know, do invocation. And the woman's like, oh, you must be like in the magic. And she was like, I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, bitch, no the fuck you Girl, don't. you need to go home. You don't know what you're doing. You need to go home. We need some guidance. This is not it. Um, but like we said, things go up and they go left. Um, Nancy gets really drunk with power. Um, and she really keeps trying to like, you know, just push all that energy. And this for multiple reasons. Like it's all her household. It's a lot of shit going on in her life, but she's pushing all this negative energy towards Sarah. Sarah is just like, girl, I didn't ask for none of this shit. Um, Nancy's getting a little destructive. It's just going left. And it ultimately ends up where everyone has lost their powers. Minus Sarah. Well, uh, and Bonnie and um, Rochelle, like I said, they are very much in Flunkyville, and they're just like, Hey, do you still have your powers? Because we don't have mine. Nancy, they lock her up, you know, they get her up out of here. She's not doing well. They just like, Girl, you got to go. Um, and Sarah just, you know, triumphs over all the adversities, all the other hater ass teenagers, all the teenage boys who are trying to use and abuse and shame her and embarrass her. And then of course, you know, dealing with the passing of her mom and opening up um, to her, her mind and her heart to all her new form discoveries and her, you know, magical powers. Um, and just being more assured with herself, not this lace front, but assured with herself. Um, and that's how the craft ends. Like, I feel like, did a daddy come back in the end? Like, we don't even see that, man. Okay. She's gone. You don't see them, but they do. He does come back. They did a little glamour spell, like, we killed your dad. And they didn't kill him. They were terrible for that. Yeah, they were doing a whole fucking lot. There's a fight, which more wig, wig ensues. Um, they literally pull up in our house and put fake snakes and shit all in that shit. Like, they just was doing the fucking most. And the dad come back because nothing really happened to him. Yeah. But the girls are like, oh, do you still have any of your powers? And then, like, she ain't got no powers. And then she shows them, bitch, I'm not still that top bitch. You don't have no motherfucking powers. I really hate that they made Bonnie and Rochelle's story end that way. I would have loved to at least see Rochelle not be the are you okay friend in the end. But also, I know this wasn't ripped by my people. Yeah, it would have been nice. But also, she was a flunky. Like, y'all went in to attack that girl. And that's what you get. You don't get to be a flunky and then leave with power. I wanted her to not be a flunky, though. Like I said, just how she was wrote, period. Yeah. Was just like, and that's one thing that I liked that was different about the craft versus the craft legacy. The friends did not come off as fucking flunkies to me. No, they didn't come off as flunkies. They don't. I feel like they don't. You still don't get a lot of backstory. You don't, them, but though, the but... little black backstory we kind of get, like we can kind of tell, like, all right, these group of folks are different than the previous group of folks. Like I said, yeah, they're trying to like uphold and build community and support from day one versus the they they are under the illusion of that's what's happening, and then it turns to a mean girl fest at the end. Yeah, the first one they wanted when the girl tried to walk up. Sarah was trying to be their biology partner, and then they just looked at her like she had fucking eight hours. And then they was like, oh, smelly. Yeah. So they were definitely giving off Mean Girl and teasing, that boy is stupid. I'm jealous. I don't even really like you like that, bitch. So I'm like, I definitely get it. 
Um, I wanted to know a little bit more about the new girls. Like, cause we don't, again, we don't see a lot of their home life. We always see them meeting up at someone's house. Um, we see them going places and doing things together. Um, they're not separated as much, except for when you see, um, Lily. Lily, we see a lot of her. It focuses on Lily. Lily. Kind of, I mean, the other one focused on Sarah, but you did still see a little bit more of the, um... You know, what oh, they their were personal doing. stories. Yeah. Okay, so before we slide into Craft Legacy, so the craft was uh, rated 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb and then 59% on Rotten Tomatoes, movie directed by Andrew Fleming. Um, does that align with how you feel? I gave it a 7 because nostalgia eyes. Okay. Um, not because it doesn't ha- It has quite a few problems, the wig being one of them. Her. Um, the mean girl mentality, them not giving like a whole lot of backstory or nothing to like you got a person of color you got the motherfucker you got Rachel fucking true in here and y'all acting like you know nobody know her like we, we she ain't got no family nothing her only backstory and struggle and problem is she's black and the girl's teasing her because she's black and that's annoying um we could have did more with that she could have had a fucking personality or something but nope nope they didn't do that um I just, and then, of course, Bon, not, well, Bonnie Scarcy removed. That's cute. She's confident, but then she's also objectifying niggas. Like, she's like, ooh, nice ass. Like, she way she's talking to people. I'm like, bitch, you, literally last week, you was covered up in your motherfucking London fog, bitch. acting like you ain't want nobody to see you. What? You We're going cannot, backwards, honey. You cannot talk. It's good to be confident, but you need you cannot be talking to people like this. Check yourself. You riggedy wreck yourself. Yeah, they were just, mm, there are problem spots in the movie. It's yeah. a 90s movie, but I love it uh, because I watched it when I was under 10. So, fair, and fair. also I like school outfits and pleated skirts. Fair. So I'm still going to get a pleated skirt with that color and get me um, a little outfit like the craft. And that's a good time. They gave some looks. I really enjoy some of the looks. We're the weirdos, mister. I enjoy. Quotes. Yeah. Um, to your point about Rochelle, sometimes I like to pretend that when Rochelle went home after Laura started losing her hair, um, actually, I like to pretend that when they were talking shit about Rochelle in school, like at that swimming pool, I just figured, in my mind, she went to the locker and then she somehow developed telekinesis powers and she burned all these motherfuckers down in the swimming pool. Is this Carrie? A la Carrie. <laughs> but the black girl gets revenge. I love it! Get him out of here. You just, okay, well. I was anytime, because cause literally it just felt like we were two seconds away from her being called nigger. I, that's, I truly. She called her a negroid. Close enough. Close a fucking enough. I, I, I mean, they were, like I said, we were two seconds from them hitting us with a hard ER. Because if she hit us with a hard ER, I was like, wow, 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 wow. It felt like Stephen King when he starts to come up with different um, mm. words to say nigga. And you'd be like, well, I didn't even heard of that. I mean, I've heard of Negroid. But you start hearing all these definitions and you're like, yeah, I like it. With these words, I'm like, what's I this? like it, but it's just, you know, it's not perfect. It has its problems. I think I like it more so. Goddamn, the mama, Nancy mama wig was fucked up too. Well, you Shit. know. Um, again, I'm here for the looks, the quotables, and just the nostalgic nostalgic feeling from watching the craft. Really enjoyed it. Again, it's one of the first movies where I saw, like, oh, there's a black girl, and she is in the front a lot. She is not all the way in the back, because a lot of the movies where I see, like, black cast, I didn't watch till later. Mm-hmm. You know, I caught this when I was at Young Warthog. Um, so, uh, you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I also enjoy Nancy's uh, shiny jacket. 
it, it's appropriate. Yeah. It very much is. Lots of looks, lots of um, goth outfits. Yeah. Love to see it. Um, so now The Craft Legacy 2020 film recently just came out during the panty. And I remember the girls was going up for this. Everybody was geeked. Um, and like I said, this we're not the adults, guys. We're, we're not the audience for this movie. It's not us. It's not. Um, as we could tell, I kind of liked a little bit better than Jazz did. I liked yeah. that there was some representation. Um, like I said, my overall issue with it was I just like, outside of the story, kind of feeling rushed towards the end. They start throwing a whole bunch of shit at us. Oh like, God. you could tell from the beginning, there's lots of images of snakes. Um, how they find the snake. People got pet snakes. And that immediately, when I saw these things, immediately was like, all right, this is our connection to movie one. You know, just outside of Lily and her mom um, moving across country. They just got the, they got the U-Haul hitch on the back of their car and they move in um, with Mr. X-Files. David, his name is not David in his movie, but his name is Adam. And Adam is the father of three. And, you know, at first, everything seems real cute. Like, we got the Blair mm-hmm. families. We about to be like the Brady Bunch. It's about to be Liddy. You know, of course, you know, there's two of the four uh, boys, two, four, two of the three boys are really standoffish. There's an older one, you know, older midge age and a younger one. They all got different names. Them boys' names is Abe, um, Jacob, and Isaiah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're friends with Timmy. And um, I forget which one, which one is the youngest one? Is it Abe? I feel like Abe is the youngest one, but don't quote me. Um, the youngest one in Lily seemed to connect. The youngest one, he's sometimes apologetic for his dad. He was like, you know, my dad is really hard on um, us and he means well and et cetera, et cetera. But he's the only one of her new step siblings that is kind of like directly kind to her and not secretly kind to her because the middle aged brother and the older brother, the older one just be acting her ass ain't even there. And then the middle aged one, when she's being teased at her new school, because we still get this premise of Lily moves to the new town. She starts in a new school. Um, and when she's in the classroom, oh my God. This scene, I I felt so sick. Because this has never happened to me in, in this extremity. But I was just like, oh my God. Like the scene with Lily in the classroom. And Timmy just makes that, like he's doing the most. Um, bringing all the class attention to um, that Lily has leaked. She started either she's, they don't really say whether it's her first period or not, but she started her cycle. Um, she didn't know that she started her cycle and she's bleeding. She's bleeding so much through her clothes. It's dripping onto the floor. That stressed me. And also I was like, I didn't know what was happening. Cause you know, I don't know everybody else period. Oh, and, I've, and this has happened to me. I bled through my through the jeans. You know how much mm. blood it takes to, mm-hmm. to bleed through the underwear and into the jeans. And I was like, oh, no, I'm exposed. You got to tie the shirt around. She ain't handle you know, shirt, girl. She, but for it to, it was bleeding through the jeans, through the underwear, through the jeans, coming out and dripping on the floor. That is a lot of blood for you not to feel. And for it to come out so quickly, you would be lightheaded. I feel like, because it was coming out like... I think that was just them just, you know, fucking up whatever, whatever. Because I'm like, girl, I mean, you could still be lightheaded, but... That should sneak up on you. It do sneak up on you because it snuck up on me before more than once. But I'm like, for it to be dripping on the floor, oh, I'm like, that's, that's a lot of blood. I'm just like, it's dripping on the floor and it's not like making you feel ooh. No, it's happened to me before. If you you got you a heavy flow, girl, that thing just be dripping. Man. They, and then I'm just like, she out here, now she got to walk. Everybody got to see the blood on her mm. pants. That made me really sad and upset. Like, it was just... 
I know to everybody. I know, and I know that you you are usually the one that's like you know the secondhand embarrassment. I was literally just like my hands was on my chest. My partner was watching with me, and I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And what I also liked, nobody except for the dickhead douchebag boys that were in the class and i'm saying boys because they did not identify otherwise um and of course teens are gonna be dickhead teens i never say boys will be boys because fuck that shit but dickhead teens teenagers is one thing i can count on a teenage do is be a dickhead yes and they were doing exactly that but i did like that a big difference that i think if we saw this in a 99.6 movie Mm -hmm. the whole class would have been cutting up versus mm -hmm. the support that she received in her class yeah Everybody was cutting up. The teacher was like, come on, bro, relax. And then um, the girls weren't really laughing so much. They just was like, oh, fuck, not that. Except for that one little bitch that was trying to make fun of her later, talking about some, oh, did you miss, like, you know, trying to make period jokes. And I'm like, girl, it's not hitting. The period jokes are not not hitting. It's embarrassing enough. Me having to walk with these bloodstained pants is already enough. Leave me alone. Also, I have nothing else to lose right now. I will beat your That's ass. what I would love to see. You might want to leave me alone because I'm already... <laughs> my clothes are soaked. I'm already embarrassed. I'm already PMSing. I'm cramping. I will knock your motherfucking back teeth loose. Please leave me alone. Mm-mm. But the girls pull up and was like, I got some shorts. Yes, and, and I loved every minute of it. That's nice. Always. Like, I got and some their shorts. name's Lourdes, uh, Frankie, and Tabby to be friends with Lily, who we find out her name is actually Lilith. Oh, love that. Um... I just, when we get to the reveal at the end, the signs were there the whole movie, to be honest. But, um, so then we explore, uh, Lily, Lourdes, Frankie, and Tabby's relationship, and it's completely different from the four, uh, teens from the first movie. Um, they, you know, do, like, different levels, like, kind of like, oh, we can do this, we can do that. They, and once, you know, Lily joins and they recognize that she's their fourth, because there's this scene where she gets um, detention because, you know, her powers are kind of popping out. And she gets detention, and they are able to communicate with her telepathically. Because you see that this is a goal that the girls talk about individually because we do get to see what they're doing outside of Lily. But like Jazz says, the focus of the movie, of course, we're following Lily and her, you know, journey with her new family and her mom and getting adjusted. Um, but the, the young ladies, you know, they're real geeked up. They've... Uh, past these benchmarks, they're able to, you know, do light as a feather, stiff as a board. They could telepath. They could telepathically communicate. Um, you know, they've got all now that you know Lily is their west, um, and she's the water to their fire and their air and their earth, um, which is geeked up. They're excited. Uh, but here, here's where things go a little brazy. So they eventually use their powers, and not like the same way they use the powers in movie one. They kind of use it a little bit more for good here. Mm-hmm. But they use their powers to um, basically have Timmy be uh, a little less of a dickhead. Um, You know, he's saying those fun buzzwords that we see on Twitter, although they're more than just fun buzzwords. But he's like, you know, he's more inclusive. He's saying cisgender properly in a sentence. Um, He's doing a lot of things. Now, one thing I did like that they touched on, and this is a part of a larger story you see... um, with Adam and you know Lily goes into his office and she's kind of just floating around get a feel for the mm-hmm. digs but Adam is you know Mr. Masculinity mm. and I was like all right toxic masculinity move right on in but also I could tell one the house that they moved in I was like is this the house for movie one let's start there it kind of looked the same to me I know it wasn't but it kind of looked the same okay and then two paired with one I could tell 
that he was on some bullshit. First of all, you got the nigga from X-Files in here. You know he about to be cutting up. And then we see these books and he's like promoting all this toxic masculinity. It screamed cult to me. I thought it was a cult. And I still very much think it's a cult situation going on. It is definitely a cult. Woo-hoo! We love cults with sad men who are very tiny who's trying to use this cult and Mr. A- Adam's conversation to uh, gas themselves up. Literally, this is a cult because, you know, after we do all this revealing and they do the detention and we push up on her at first, like, you hit my son, you know, you hit this from, we don't do Timmy. Vi- Timmy, we don't do violence in this house and blah, 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 and she needs to be punished. Like, you need to fucking relax. Girl, he went downstairs talking about something. She came in his house acting all holier than now. And I'm like, we're talking about a teen here who did not really fucking know you like that, who just uprooted her whole life so you and your, her mama could be together. What do you mean she walked in the house being holier than that? Nigga, she came in because she just silent. She don't know what the fuck going on. She just got here. It's fucking weird. She has three new siblings, that, and two of them have shown they don't really even bang with her like that. So I don't know what you want from her. Um, but we do find out that he's, like, doing some real, like, fucking deep shit. Like, yeah. Is it ever explained whether he's a warlock or not? He definitely pulls up at the end. He has some kind of power because they have to band together to fight his ass. He's taking the power from the witches. He's using, like, absorbing their power to... Res- now, I don't know if he had power before. I wonder... He, I feel like he had to have had power before, maybe to get absorb one witch and then start absorbing it's the rest. It's given Calabar, bitch. Oh! It's given Nega Calabar. And Calabar is already bad. So I don't really know. I don't know. Um... Something I mentioned to Jazz that I, one, I wish they went a little bit more into it and it happened in such a quick fashion. Um, they mentioned that they're at one of the, the four witches, one mm-hmm. of them is a, a trans character. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, girl. But it was, it happened so quick. Cause I looked up and was like, wait, huh? But then upon further, um, you know, it, uh, further information, we did our research. There are, a, there's a trans woman on the squad. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. Gang gang. Yeah, so I love that for her. I like that kind of representation in this movie. Yes. I like I like I said, I didn't like how it was touched on so quickly. And there were a few things regarding the queer community that they taught they touched on. They touched on just briefly with that. They touched on with Timmy and him having um An experience. He, ooh, he child. I almost cried. They almost got me because I was a little stressed. You know, I I wasn't super emotional. I was, but I was just like, okay, okay. I like that this representation is here. Um, I feel bad for this character. I don't like that we're going with the same trope. Like, I'm a bully because I'm gay and I'm not sure how I can deal with that. And not just that, like, he hooked up with one of Adam's sons. And now he's like, I can't talk to my friend about this because he'll never forgive me. Um, the guy won't talk to me. Um, also, I'm bi. I don't just like dick. I like everybody. And having to just deal with working through um, identifying my own sexuality and what I do and do not like or what I will and will not participate in. And just trying to be a teen is hard. Uh, I like that that was a moment. Um, It didn't feel forced to me. Um, But like I said, it's just me. And then I also didn't like that that character just died right after that. And I knew it was going to be somebody killing him. I knew it Um, because he talked too much. Yeah, I I didn't mind that it was a reveal. I felt like it was kind of messed up that the spell kind of made him kind of come out in the closet and he wasn't trying to do all that with them. But I guess he had no. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Talk about it with. So I'm like, this is I don't 
I don't really like the circumstance. I do like that the trans character, it was in passing. It wasn't like, this is a trans character. Yeah, I do like that. I would have been like, real, come on. But it happened so quick. It was like, yeah, one of us is trans. And then just moved on. And I was like, oh. But it was literally a split second. Like, if you were not paying attention, you probably wouldn't have caught it. I mean, I'm okay with that, being a split second. Or them not even saying, just like, bitch, she in here. Fair, fair. Also fair. Um, But, I mean, I also understand them saying it and making it visible to other, you know. Yeah. Especially, we got the young warthogs, which they need their representation, and they need them to say it. So they And I like like that. Okay. I saw that. That's a bad signal for me. Um, But... I, and she also had the best outfits. Uh, she, be did. she did. She um, did. At first, like I said, because it would happen so, like, it was truly just, woo, in passing. And maybe I was blinking. I don't know. I couldn't tell, like, who they were referring to. And I like that I couldn't tell who they were referring to. But also, I was just like, well, who's, is this you? Because my concern is always um, when characters, certain people are being portrayed by other people, like, is the actual representation there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like that we went back and we did our research and found out that this she is played by a, a trans woman. Um, but also, I'm just like, okay, okay. I, You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm all over the place. I mean, like I said, this movie does some things right, but then it does a lot of things wrong to me. And I'm like, oh, God, what? You took a bold step, but then, oh, man, you did this too. Shit. Why yeah. did you? Um. Now, what I will like, it, what I do like also about the movie is that um, the crew, um, Lourdes, Frankie, and Tabby, they didn't like that Lily used her powers outside of them knowing to try to influence Timmy some more. Not necessarily, but they did. Lily was cutting up. Timmy couldn't find his coat because she got the damn coat under the covers. I was concerned because you got outside clothes in the bed. Ew. And then she got her outside clothes on while in the bed. And then she tried to use a love spell, which is really sex magic, to bring um, Timmy closer to her. Because Timmy's stuff was in the bed and that was what she was bringing close as Mm. she was thinking about him. And she was masturbating. And I was like, I see you using the sex magic. But also, ma'am, don't you think y'all did enough to Timmy? Leave Timmy the fuck alone. Yeah, I don't know if Timmy is okay with this. I would have rather seen Timmy, like, but also another thing that really pissed me off. I don't like that how you made Lily somehow magically fall for the guy that was treating her shitty from the beginning. Are we still doing this? Like, I I literally was like, I don't like, if that was a different thing, like, if maybe they ended up being friends or something. Yeah, and I hated it there. And I'm like, girl, okay, like you said, you're doing two steps forward to do three steps back. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, oh, this could have been a cute little thing. I don't mind they change the story. I don't mind. It's not for me. But there's just so much. And of course, like you said, it felt rushed. It felt like they were throwing everything at Mm -hmm. me. Like, this movie was playing on 1.5 speed. Like, you ever listen to a book at yes. 1.5? That's what it felt like. And I was like, oh, oh no. Please send help. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a little stressful. Yeah. Like I said, I do like that they bound the whole group instead of, like, binding Lily. They bound everyone. Because was... they were like, we're not, we're all. And I do like that they tried to hold themselves accountable. Because like there that. was a moment where they were like, as they try to portray um, trigger warning guys for suicide, excuse me. They tried to make it seem like Timmy uh, hurt himself because of him coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all knew, the group knew that that's not what it was. But for a second, you, they questioned themselves, like, are we also to blame? Because we are partially responsible for how he even got here and why he's in his current state. Not necessarily dead, but we played a role in this. 
So I do like that the characters, which is different from movie one, they're holding themselves accountable. They're like, nah, girl, like we fucked up. None of us are allowed to do magic anymore. Um, LOL sad phase. And then they bound themselves just for them all to be unbound at the end. Because, you know, you got to beat Calabar. That's not his name. I'm going to call him Calabar. Yeah. You got to link up you like Megazord. Get, yep. You got to get Adam up out of here. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not pressed to watch this movie again. Um, but I'm like, okay, I saw it. I'm glad I didn't rush to see it as soon as it came out because I feel like I would have been really disappointed. I often go into movies with no expectation, but I'm happy that we watched this on, like, or this was an assignment to watch it at a later time um, and not at once because Wu Chow, I don't know, girl. I don't know if I would have been excited about seeing this on Hulu. Um, I I don't know if I was excited either way because I like the craft, but I didn't know if I liked it enough to even see it. Fair. Yeah. I like the craft. I do. But, I mean, again, if the girls are into it, you know, it might be for them. Yeah. I just was like, okay, they do, they're do. they doing the dialogue thing. They're doing the things they're that I the hate. Things. They're doing all the things I hate. I kind of am not into this. Um, but, you know, have I seen worse? Yeah. Yeah. Now, it was it was one of the worst movies I've seen recently. Okay. But, I, I know mean, it wasn't one of the worst movies of 2020. I know that for facts. I don't know what else came out in 2020. We're going to do the roster because I guarantee you I can find you a movie that you probably did not like more than this one. I'm pretty sure. I don't know because 2020 didn't have a lot of releases. So, I, you know, a lot of things didn't really come out. So, I'm like, ooh, probably. I'm sure. When did Death Ranch come out? I hated that. Look it up right now. Hold on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like while you're looking that up, this movie was directed by... um, Zoe Lister-Jones, so like that this movie was directed um, by a woman or femme-presenting person. Uh, and then the IMDb score was 4.5 out of 10 and 47% for Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Death Ranch did come out in 2020. Yep, I hated Death Ranch. There you go. Death Ranch is the shittiest movie. Yeah, okay, so I do not like The Craft Legacy. I would rather watch The Craft Legacy two times in a row than to watch that movie again. Bitch, you were, I, if you, it was a choice to watch one or the other for the rest of the time, I know what you're choosing without a hesitation. Me watching the craft. And then you'll choose death because you'll be tired. I'm going to just not watch nothing. I'm going to just, you, you know. You have look. to choose one. I'm you cannot watch, die. I'm going to watch the craft. Until you're dead. Um, so, <laughs> you're dead! <laughs> um, we already know Jazz didn't bang with this movie. I personally don't feel like this movie deserved a 4.5 out of 10. Like, it... Nope, nope, nope. It did not deserve a 4.5 out of 10. It did not. It did not. You know why I'm looking at you? You're making a face. I've seen movies that were way worse that got lower ratings. Excuse me, higher ratings. And I'm trying to figure out what happened. That's not my rating. The worst movies are getting lower ratings. This motherfucking movie is getting that 4.5. Death Ranch is getting like a 1. Okay. Death Ranch deserves to burn in hell. Yeah, it's getting like a half star. I think I gave it a half star. That was generous because it didn't even deserve that. No stars. I don't think you can get rated no stars. On no stars. <laughs> can you? I think you have to give it a half star. It was a movie, half star. This is definitely way better than that, but I think a four, because it felt a little bit under mediocre for me because not only am I not the audience, the dialogue didn't hit, the wardrobe didn't even hit like the first one. 
I j- it just the story was a little weird. It was a little rushed. It was just a lot going on. I do like some elements, like character wise. Mm-hmm. I feel like the girls were be- just better girls. They were nicer girls. Yeah, they were. If they just had a better story to be in, yeah, I feel like that probably would have really hit for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm walking with you. Um, I would give this at least a five, five, five and a half. I don't think it was for territory. But ultimately, I would love to hear the thoughts it, or read the thoughts of the audience this was actually intended for. Um, because these IMDb ratings, these fucking Metacritic ratings, these Rotten Tomato these ratings. These are not children. These ain't kids. These is grown ass. Most of them grown ass men sitting in a fucking, I hate this movie. Fuck you and your opinion because you're not the audience. You're literally just watching it just because or you got paid to watch it. And, you know, that doesn't, you know, excuse all the, the shakiness of that the people who wrote it or whatever did. But we're not the audience. So I would, we we have question marks about how we would want to recommend this. Jazz and not recommend this at all. But I would love to hear if we have people who are part of this generation who listen to the show. I want to hear what your thoughts are um, on this because actually you the one that matters right now. Yeah. Not the old hoes. It's time for us to sit down. Per. Well, let us know how you feel. All right. At Girl That's Scary on the Twitter and the gram. You can also send us a professional email at grltspod at gmail.com. Um, you know, like our pages, you know, do all that. Subscribe, honey. Yep. Five stars for five star chicks. Mm-hmm. We also have a Patreon with bonus stuff. You know, just go to patreon.com forward slash girl that's scary. Um, and until next time, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.